I'm Listening is Odyssey's commitment to mental health conversations. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, depression, anxiety, or mental illness, help is available. Call or text 988 to reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. That's 988. Yeah, uh, so my first name is Kushal, which is spelled K-U-S-H-A-L. My last name is Kadakia, which is K-A-D-A-K-I-A, and you can just call me Kushal. Kadakia is a really nice name. (laughs) Appreciate that. Yeah, and so one of my questions, kind of like the broad question, is how did you get into the medical field? One thing I was always really proud of, no one in my family is in medicine, my parents aren't doctors, but healthcare is always a point of pride for our study. Like, I love how when I come home and I'm either flying out or flying into Hobby Airport, the first thing I see is that big MD Anderson banner that says number one in America for cancer care. I think it's a sign of how much our state has been pivotal to advances in healthcare and how it's a big part of Texas's legacy, right? That people know that what makes, you know, everything's bigger in Texas, including the hospitals, but also like the kind of care we have for our patients and the medical advances we made for society. Kushal is an MD candidate at Harvard Medical School. He's the first author of an article called Everything's Bigger in Texas that includes the healthcare system and its shortcomings. It's published through Rice University. I dove into the way that Texas gets involved with the medical industry after reading his article. You know, I'm a native Texan myself. I was born and raised in Houston. And uh, Texas really feels kind of like the center of the world a lot of times where there's so much going on, and especially post-pandemic, you see a lot of economic growth and population growth. But one thing that's always really struck me as a native Houstonian, you know, home to the world's largest medical center, is how we have an abundance of health care, but not of health. And especially being in medical school myself now, seeing the low rates of insurance, the low access to care, the high cost of care, the poor outcomes, really showing a contradiction between all of the opportunity Texas has when it comes to our population, our economy, our growth. Texas is one of the biggest states and is popular for its economy, but medicine may not be their top priority, though that seems to be changing. With recent moves to provide better health care, Texas is said to be the leading state for advancing health care and medical education. In September, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services announced another major medical facility will be coming to Texas. Dallas will be home to one of three hubs for the Advanced Research Projects Agency with a focus of health, or ARPA-H. The agency will focus on breakthroughs through science and medicine. So, Texas wants to know, what is ARPA-H and what the hub here means for our state and Texans? Health is something that when we invest in it together, it helps everyone, right? Having better hospitals or having better clinics helps everyone in the community when they have something that comes up. Having a cleaner environment, you know, your economy is growing, your community is growing. You don't think about some of the resources that are communal that are meant to be shared and prevent the rainy day. But health matters to everyone. The other hubs for this federal research agency will be in Cambridge, Massachusetts and the Washington, D.C. area. The Dallas Hub will be in Pegasus Park area and Advanced Technology International, ATI, will manage it. The Texas Tribune covered the ARPA-H announcement. Ion Mitra is a senior managing editor there, and he joined us to talk more about ARPA-H. So what exactly is ARPA-H and why was it formed? Yeah, so ARPA-H actually stands for Advanced Research Projects Agency, and dash H, H is for health. And this was 
something that was uh, signed into law by the by President Biden in 2022, and it was really tried to kind of like uh, bring innovation to uh, solutions around health, uh, particularly like the big issues like related to disease, and to find more innovative, collaborative, and widespread solutions uh, to bring about some you know to bring about some different outcomes when it comes to kind of healthcare. And so that was kind of the genesis of ARPA H was to create uh, was to create something that was different. Can you elaborate a little bit more and how it was kind of formed through that? Yeah, this was legislation that formed that that kind of set up this initiative under the National Institutes of Health, but it's also got some ties to other health agencies federally. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, again, like it's caught, it's, you know, it's part of the federal agency. So there's always going to be some level of bureaucracy, but I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of energy behind this because it's trying to find you know, it's, a, it's about innovation and trying to do things differently. So that's what's got people excited. And I think also because it's a eventually going to be a 50 state solution and not just something that's just focused in DC, that's going to get some buy-in elsewhere that can help this, you know, keep uh, gaining momentum. So this federal agency may be a key to providing a stepping stool to the issue in Texas with lacking health care. Changes in healthcare are not impossible because there's always a good time to start to be able to invest back in the health of Texans. And I think if we invest in the health of our citizens, we're also investing in the health of our state, which will help things for the long term. I believe for ARPA-H is to accelerate and advance, uh, you know, great ideas and great solutions for all kinds of healthcare issues that we face as a country, really as a, as a world. And I, I frankly love it. I also spoke with Mike Rosa. He's a senior vice president of economic development for the Dallas Regional Chamber. They convinced ARPA-H to consider Dallas as their third hub location, specifically Pegasus Park. So when you guys were trying to pitch the idea of, oh, it should be in Pegasus Park, it should be in Dallas, how was the process for you like when you first heard of ARPA-H potentially looking for Dallas as a national hub location? We knew as Dallas Regional Chamber, we had an opportunity to, uh, to weigh in because we had been building prior to the ARPA-H opportunity, we had recognized that life science and biotechnology seemed to be, uh, you know, a, a sector that really re- we could really take advantage of. There, we've noticed over the last several years that biotechnology and life sciences and the, the, the research that's involved in the sort of the, the exercise of it is getting closer and closer uh, and converging with other sectors that are really strong in Dallas-Fort Worth and have been for a long time, like like software, like big data, uh, like uh, you know artificial intelligence and telecommunications, you know things that have been our strengths for many many years. We noticed that the life science world was sort of kind of combining and converging with with all of that. So you guys saw the potential and the future vision for this agency to make an impact on Texans. What did you do to get ARPA-H to listen to y'all? We wanted to make sure that they noticed that, that DFW was on the map and rising as a, as a location. So we had, prior to the ARPA-H uh, sort of submittal, uh, we had actually been building a website. We've been building information and data that we were then able to feed right into uh, you know, the, the, the bid information and the pitch information and just sort of all the arguments and storytelling that were required to, to, to help convince ARPA-H that this was a place for one of the hubs. This is a great location to base a headquarters. People coming and going. 
you know, all the direct flights we have, all of the, you know, corporations and others that are headquartered here that provide the testimony that, yeah, if you're operating something that's nationwide and even global, Dallas is a great place to do that from. Uh, and we, we certainly played that up uh, uh, a lot when we had an opportunity to share the, the, uh, the attributes and the assets of putting ARPA here, in addition to the life science and biotechnology base in DFW and in Texas. Overall, the Dallas Regional Chamber hopes that it will provide jobs in the long run after ARPA-H moves in. The idea of the agency may attract more centers and businesses related to the biomedical field. Then maybe it will encourage Texas to provide more policies in healthcare. It's a hopeful effort. So to promote that and that idea, what are you guys doing right now to kind of help aid in ARPA-H? Are you just giving them the location or are you guys doing anything on top of that? One of the things the Dallas Regional Chamber uh, offered, and of course we're sticking to our, our promises, is to be a, a connector. You know, we have, uh, we're, we're convener of the business community and we're convener of communities, the cities and towns in our region for special purposes. That's what we do. We would help them be successful here by bringing, you know, our connections and our resources to bear. Uh, you know, bringing the business community to be available to ARPA-H and, and other things that they might need to be successful as a headquarters function here and to integrate and, and get engaged uh, in, in the community. I think it's such an honor to have a national hub come to Dallas. When you guys first heard of the news, what were your thoughts as reporters and editors? Like what we're looking for here is more of a solutions-based focus on how Texas can be part of the solution. So you know, as this project, and this is a federal thing, right, it's going to develop on the federal level, uh, you know, one of the things that we'll, we'll kind of try to keep an eye out for uh, is more so on a Texas level, because the Texas Tribune covers, obviously, aspect from the state of Texas. It's just more of like the, the implementations. How does Dallas Regional Chamber plan to implement ARPA-H in Dallas and the overall Texas community? We'll lead our regional cities to do certain kinds of marketing activities. And then we'll do what we've been doing over the last couple of years is lots of storytelling. You know, one of the things in my experience in 30 plus years of, of helping companies find their way to Dallas Fort Worth is, uh, you know, companies have a lot of data in front of them, population data, labor force data, you know, tax data, regulations, all those kinds of basic data. But what really is helpful to them it, when it gets right down to the to the the idea of that company picking, do they go to Dallas Fort Worth or do they go somewhere else? Is a lot of the anecdotal things that the storytelling. There's a lot of next steps here. You got to to build out the hub, you know, uh, also part of the ARPA-H program is to build out spokes in all 50 states. So basically some facilities will be built across the country. And so how these hubs work will be really important. And just to kind of see how the innovation goes, that's uh, going to be a, something that uh, is probably going to require uh, lots of collaboration, public-private partnership. So it won't be very long, I think, before, before DFW uh, is sort of that top of mind location uh, for my whiteboard example, you know, because of some of this virtuous uh, cyclical kinds of things that are happening. And ARPA-H just accelerates that. It's like it's, 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 it's just fueling all of that work. And that's why it's, uh, you know, it's terribly exciting to, to have it uh, in, in DFW and in Texas, quite frankly. It's big for Texas, too. You know, as this thing develops, as, as it gets built out, we'll probably you know, keep an eye out for, uh, for, for how that goes and, and whether that is actually meeting kind of the, the uh, goals of, of the broader federal program, which of course it's a huge program, a huge initiative. So 
Uh, there's a lot uh, involved in, you know, obviously with BC, there's always going to be some level of bureaucracy to work through too. Before ARPA-H, Dallas had success in building their medical scene with UT and Southwestern. It's been one of the best hospitals in the country. So the storytelling and the anecdotal, especially in the context of biotech and life sciences, will be around, hey, startups that, 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 that grew up here, came, maybe came out of UT Southwestern, have made a, you know, have had a great success and maybe had their big buyout or their big expansion or whatever it is, it just shows success. It's an important topic that is, I think, on everyone's mind these days. But I think if anything, it's a sign for why we need good research and good scrutiny to make sure that um, we're paying attention to changes that happens. And most importantly, that we measure the impact so we can make more informed decisions about where the evidence is leading us. So my last question for you, and Mike, I have enjoyed listening about everything in your point of views about this, is you mentioned make it a story. What would be the story of ARPA-H and bringing it into Dallas? What would you say for that? For me, it's going to be a few years from now. When we look back on, you know, how, you know, we're going to look back a few years from now and we're going to see that the life science and the biotechnology sector really sort of took off in DFW. And then we are now one of those great places in the world, really, for life science and biotechnology. And we're going to look back on the ARPA-H process and the Pegasus part. You know, the, I, I, can't, I can't kind of break the two apart because they're so linked, right? That mm -hmm. vision of, of Pegasus Park just to sort of galvanize all the parts and pieces that were here, you know, and just to kind of bring it into focus at the right time, when ARPA was coming along. And so we're going to sell it. The story will be a few years from now when we celebrate some wonderful innovations, some wonderful cures, you know, some just wonderful, uh, you know, ways of delivering health care so that so many more people are healthier and happier. And to, to think that that will be done here is very, very exciting. I think that's, that's so it's, we're not quite at the story that I'm thinking of, but we're getting there. It'll take a little time to get there, but it'll be a great story when we get there. I'm Bree Flores with News Radio 1080, Carol D. in Dallas, Fort Worth. Thanks for joining me for Texas Wants to Know. If you like the show, please give us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. I wrote, produced, and edited this episode with editorial support from Cooper Mall, Chris Blake, and Myron Kaplan. Original music is by Michael Eisenstein. Odyssey's managing producer for a national news podcast is Myron Kaplan.